Hello, and welcome back to Climbing the Castle. I'm Dominic. I'm Charlie. And today we're going to be discussing Cinderella. Now that we've gotten all of our package films out of the way, we are back to movies with actual story. So this we're is... back, baby. <laughs> we're back to our, our original format. We're back to our old days. And we're back to spoiler alerts. Uh, mm -hmm. I would assume most people have seen Cinderella. If you have not seen but, this, what are you doing here? Go watch this movie right now. <laughs> yeah. If you have not seen Cinderella and you want to enjoy this episode spoiler-free, go 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 take a lesson now. Go take Please a lesson. Go back. watch and come back. Please we'll come be back. here. <laughs> yes, please come back. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be talking in depth about the story and everything that happens in it. So if you want to know what happens, this is your last chance. With that being said, let's jump into Cinderella. Cinderella tells the tale of a young girl whose widowed father remarries an evil and cruel lady with two daughters of her own. Once her father dies, the evil stepmother, jealous of Cinderella's charm and beauty, forces her to be a maid in her own home. With the help of her fairy godmother, Cinderella attends a ball put together by the king to find a wife for his son. Cinderella gains the attention of the prince, but is forced to rush home to the, due to the magic wearing off, leaving nothing behind but her glass slipper. The prince sends out the Grand Duke to find the woman whose foot fits into the slipper to be united with his true love. While the telling of this story is based off of the fairy tale of the same name, or it's also known as the Glass Slipper, by Charles Perrault, the origins of this story actually date all the way back between 8 BC and 23 AD. So this story has been around for a long time. It's a very popular tale. It's been produced many different times in many different ways and this is one of the most popular tellings of it like all disney movies there's different tellings of it as well yeah i remember they're seeing that there were like three four maybe even five different tellings of the story yeah there's lots of different variations of this story and lots of different versions there's also like usual some darker versions of this story as well thank you brothers grim yes in the Brothers Grimm version, it actually has the stepsisters cutting off their feet to try and fit into the, the glass slipper, which is... And then birds peck their eyes out at the wedding. Yeah. We also recommend you go read these Brother Grimm's tales, like, after yes. you watch the movie, maybe. <laughs> so you see, oh, that's a lot different. Yes. As usual, Disney cleans it up and makes it family-friendly and... A lot nicer. But there are always a lot of interesting like tellings of these stories as well. And it's always cool to see some different derivatives and stuff like that as well. We do have a couple of fun facts here, as usual. Yay! Our favorite segment of our podcast. The first one I have here. Uh, when Walt Disney had resources to return to the full-legged animation in the 1940s after the war... He was indecisive over whether they should release this film or Alice in Wonderland first, and he decided to have the two animation crews working on each film compete with each other to see not only which would finish first, but which one did the best job. As it turned out, Cinderella came first being released in 1950, and Alice in Wonderland was released the following year. That is fantastic. It is 
brilliant. It's incredible. It's hilarious. It's, it's just imagine your boss be like, "Hey, like having two projects going on. Which what whichever one of you guys do the better job and gets it done faster, we're gonna put that one out first. And then you just have two film crews racing to to get their project done first and release first. That would be a lot of fun, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Like Cinderella team and Alice in Wonderland team. I bet they had office rivalries. Oh yeah, I'm sure there was strong competition going on between them. Imagine imagine if Alice in Wonderland would have been released first. I wonder if that, like how much that would have changed things. That's like going to the past and killing a butterfly. <laughs> we need to do that. The butterfly effect. I want to see how the world changes with this. <laughs> with Alice in Wonderland being released first. <laughs> Completely different reality, <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a cool little thing that I learned about this. I mean, who knew that like they were actually being made at the same exact time and they they were competing to be done fast, like first. I think that's the best fun fact we've had so far. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite fun facts as well. The next fun fact we have here: at nineteen or twenty years old, Cinderella is considered to be the oldest of the Disney princesses. With Tiana at 19 as well, and then Snow White being 14 is the youngest princess. Yeah, sometimes watching these movies, you can't really tell what age you're trying to go for with these characters. Yeah, I mean, some of them, like, Cinderella is a lot more mature than a lot of Disney characters, I feel. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, they make it noticeable. But, like, some of the times you can't really tell how, like, you don't think of them being, like, children or younger like young young adults for, for some of them mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting when you like put their ages into perspective as well like 19 or 20 being the oldest for a disney princess that's a little insane to me it is like when you when you look at like Belle or like some Mulan. some of the other yes yeah, some of the other like girls you don't think of them to be like i think Belle is what 16 supposed to be somewhere around there yeah and like when you look at her you think of her you i would say like you would think someone in like their early 20s or so yeah Not like definitely like technically still a child or a teenager but i mean it is it's very interesting to think about that kind of stuff one final fun fact here i do have a couple more sprinkled in throughout when we're talking about the film but the last big fun fact here uh, according to Mark Davis, who was one of the directing animators of this film, at least 90% of this movie was shot in live action before it was animated. So they basically like shot this entire movie like as a, as a regular movie and then just kind of used it, different like techniques to to animate it afterwards and like work on it. That's actually pretty interesting. It is it's insane to think that they act there's like i don't know if it's existing somewhere or if it's like buried or lost or something but like were they planning on making it live action first and then well apparently now we're gonna animate this they were having issues trying to find like models to base off like base the animations off of so they filmed it in live action to make it easier to just kind of create it but they they used like the fact that they filmed this entire movie, and there's there is a film copy of this mo- like a live action. It has like, to be in the archives somewhere. I would love to see 
see this footage if they would pay good money to see it i i did see like they did from when i was looking it up there was a screenshot of like the filming of it but i didn't actually look into if there actually is like the recording of this somewhere i would assume not because probably it would like you would think it would be a bit more public if it actually did exist mm-hmm. but that is something i would love to see is the live action original cinderella that's all that i do have for fun facts here you want to give Let's let's go give our first thoughts on the movie, and then we'll jump to scoring. Yes. So I remember this as a kid. You know, I was a young boy. I was like, I don't care about princesses. So <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't care about this movie. Mm-hmm. Watching it now as an adult, I think this is a fantastic movie. Great way to start off the golden era. Yeah, I mean. Cinderella is also an, uh, like same with me. It's not one of the movies that I watched too much as a child. Like, it didn't have like a significant impact in like in my Disney history. But I I don't like remember it being bad or like just un like unwatchable at all. It's just never really caught my attention as a child. But I agree. This is watching it now. This was a fantastic film. It was wonderful. It was a nice like breath of fresh air compared to the stuff that we've been getting recently. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's so good like to see a nice, like there was great story behind it. There was great animation behind it. The music was like, was great. Everything about this film was just really good. I would and, definitely just sit down and watch this casually again. Yeah, for sure. I, I was worried coming to this, like, was it going to hold up compared to what what we thought? And like, cause there was like movies like Dumbo and Bambi, which we don't like, I thought I had liked as a child. And then you go back and look at our scores and it did not hold up. So I was coming into this. I was a bit worried that this would not hold up, but it really did. Just hold. as adults, we know more now in what to look for in movies. Well, that's true. But I mean, also, like, this would still be enjoyable to like to a child as well. Oh, definitely. And like, I cannot, you can understand why this started off what's known as the golden era of Disney movies. It was nice to finally have a singular linear story as well, instead of dealing with yeah, very much so. <laughs> this one was able to just keep my attention personally, because yeah. with the package bundles near the end i was going okay i'm kind of done with this yeah i've already watched like three or four stories i don't want to watch the rest of these anymore (laughs) yeah and it's definitely nice that it's just one base storyline it's not branching off into a million different things and not separating and it was again a shorter film it's not very long it's only what an hour and 20 minutes uh yeah somewhere around there so, Maybe I mean, not even that long, honestly. It's still a pretty quick and short watch, but they're still able to to incorporate a lot of stuff into it as well. Yes, and I mean, when we get to our scores later, you'll see that, you know, after going with those package deals and having come back to a main movie, especially after the war times, they still put in that character... The visuals, yeah, they still put in that work for this movie. 
Oh yeah, they they put a lot of effort into this film, and it really showed off. And you'll you'll see that in our scoring. I guess with that being said, let's let's jump right into our scoring. Charlie, what do you have for your story score? Uh, for my story score, I have it at an eighty. Okay, I have my story at a seventy-eight. So not very big of a difference there. No, only two points. That's always a good thing. It's a major difference from our story score and our previous few films, though. Yes, mostly because there's some of those films, there were sections that didn't have story or yeah. stories were just kind of short and boring. Mm-hmm. With this one, it had a story throughout and yeah. it was a good story and they didn't like do too many cuts from the Brothers Grimm like you know, the story made sense. Yeah. Uh, they gave that great introduction to the backstory in the beginning to set the movie up. It kind of reminded me of the uh, opening of Snow White. Yeah. Kind of nice. Very first Disney movie. And then the very first movie for the golden era. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Disney being renewed. Yes. Well, they have the storybook opening up and they tell what happens of Cinderella and her father and why her father married uh, Lady Tremaine. And then it, it it sets a great baseline of like where we're at in the story right now. Mm-hmm. Like it, they, they give a very brief synopsis, but it's a, it's a, a, they give just enough to, to let you know where we're at and what, what is going on in the film where, where they don't go into like, too crazy of a detail but at the same time they give you everything that you need to know yeah they don't just drop you in the middle of the story like cinderella suddenly waking up and these women are just being so rude to her it's like what's going on why are they so mean yeah again like i said i don't like this wasn't something that i watched a bunch as a child like if i did it wasn't like it didn't retain like too much in my memory but i don't remember the rats and the other animals and stuff being as prevalent to the story as they were, like as they actually are in this movie. I remember the mice being prevalent yes. for sure, especially the fat one. The fat one I remember. <laughs> yeah. I love Gus. Gus is a great character. But like they really put a lot of emphasis into the to the rats and like the story behind the rats and what was going on with them. Like just as much of a story was what was put into them as they did with Cinderella, I feel. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, they did spend like a lot of time focusing on them as well. Like, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I gave I mean, this. They had their own music number. They did have their own music number, but I, I do feel like they did spend a bit too much time fo- focusing on their story instead of Cinderella at certain points as well, though. I can I mean, kind of disagree with that, but I can also kind of agree with that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like, yeah, I mean, definitely. They they did make it very entertaining with what they did, but I do feel like I do wish they would have just given a bit more. And like, that's why like you have your story at an 80. I have mine at 78. I think I would have been able to bump my story score up a little bit higher if they would have given us a bit more into like Cinderella. And like what was going on with her and like what was going on, like how she felt and how like her interactions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 
the animal still played a great part of the story and it was very like you have cinderella who can speak to animals which was also a bit strange but like yeah but the mice were the only ones that we could hear speak yes the birds the horse the dog's name was bruno yes lucifer none of them spoke no but well she she was speaking with the bird in the beginning. Oh yeah, she but was they weren't speaking. With, but they we weren't speaking understand. English. Yes, or like they were speaking some kind of language that only she could understand and we could not understand. Yeah, they they were twittering. <laughs> <laughs> but again, there there was a great storyline here behind everything. The whole like they did a great job with explaining the story of Cinderella, the story of the prince, why he wanted why he why the ball was being held. I really think they did a good job of creating like the emotion for the king with his story mm-hmm. as to why he wanted like like how he wanted his grandchildren and stuff like that. Yeah, the short king had a short temper, but very high blood pressure. <laughs> That's true. There was a scene where he turned purple from rage. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He was very mad. Jumping around the story a little bit, what was Cinderella expecting to happen when she was showing off her dress to to her stepsisters when she was all excited that she was finally going to the ball? Uh, well, Cinderella, you know, she was still being hopeful, and she didn't know that all that stuff came from her stepsisters. Yeah, but she I just... mean, like. Came up and the mice had already like fixed up her dress for her, and I was like, she, oh. she knows how her sisters act, how her stepsisters act, and how her stepmother acts. Like, she came out all hopeful and like excited when she was sewing that dress, and then they just like ripped it to shreds and tore her apart, and like, well, really yeah, made that's, her. That's how Cinderella is, though. She wanted to keep her hopes up, like, good things are going to happen. Yeah, I mean, that is part of who Cinderella was as well. She was a mature, a lot more mature of a character, and she, she does try and keep things positive and look on the bright side of things as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, she must have known, like, something was going to happen there. Like, she shouldn't, I don't know. Also, when, they, when she was at the ball, of course the prince is going to notice her compared to everyone else. Like, did you see how much her dress stood out compared to all the rest of the dresses? Oh, it was sparkling, there was glitter, she was shining, and everyone else there was just in those like plain kinda some of the dresses looked a bit grungy and dirty and they like were very boring. Yeah. So I'm like, how is the prince not gonna notice her showing up? And that that ball must have been like awkward for everyone. Cause like Yeah. They go they go through all the introductions of everyone. And then, like, Cinderella just shows up out of nowhere, and, like, they all have to sit there and watch her dance with the prince. Well, even After... then, the prince, they disappear for a while. Well, that, yeah, they start, they start dancing, and then they just disappear behind the curtains. But what's everyone else doing at that ball at this time? Like, it's just, it just must be such a They all went awkward... to go see him, and he disappears with this mysterious woman <laughs> that wasn't introduced. Yeah, she she gets no introduction. She shows up unannounced. Like, they just start dancing immediately. And, like, everyone is just sitting there. Like, it must have That's how you crash a party. (laughs) 
But I can't even, like, I can't imagine what everyone was thinking. Like, what are they doing when they're behind the curtains? They're just standing there, like, waiting around, like, while the music is playing? Because I don't think anyone else was dancing when the waltz was playing. Maybe, maybe once the prince left, they were like, well, he chose his. Let's all just mingle. <laughs> I just feel like that must have been such an awkward party for everyone to be at. And it was just... Yeah. Like, let's say if I went to a party, like, to meet someone, and then they disappear with one other person, it's like, well, I did what I had to do. Um, party's <laughs> still going? Uh... I guess, I'll meet, I guess I'll meet some people <laughs> here while I'm at it. Well, I mean, even the king just went to, to sleep as soon as, like, he, oh, he met yeah. up with Cinderella. Like, oh, my job's done. Time to go to bed. I'm like, you drew this ball, and you're just going to disappear as soon as, you like, the prince finds someone that he's interested in? He wasn't interested in the ball. He was just interested in the <laughs> prince falling in love. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just... It was just such a weird situation to me that I'm like, this is awkward. One thing that I didn't get is why the glass slippered stayed when the rest of the magic was dispelled. Yeah, I was wondering that too. I felt like this was a a major plot hole that was never kind of like touched upon. Like they show Cinderella like saying thank you to the the fairy godmother as if like it was left as a gift. Maybe. Which is like the only reasonable explanation is the fairy godmother would keep just the slippers. Like, yeah, that would make sense. Just, but other, I mean, other other than that, like everything disappeared. The dress disappeared. The carriage went back to normal. Everything. So why is it that like the most important part of the story just happens to to stick around for plot? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they could have done a little bit more explanation on that. Or even if, like, the fairy god, they just have the fairy godmother show up again. Like, okay, like, you can have these glass slippers still. Yeah. Like, something like that. Just some kind of explanation would have made it. Or, like, maybe the fairy godmother could have a sign with flashing lights going, She's here. <laughs> with an arrow pointing at it. Broom girl. Also, like, the Grand Duke. He saw everyone being introduced at that party when, like, they were reading all their names off and stuff, and then Cinderella showed up afterwards. You would think he'd have some kind of memory of the people that were at the party mm-hmm. and, like, what they, like... Or maybe they would like, have had a bounce for, like, name, please. Yeah, like, they knew Cinderella wasn't any of the people on the list, and they yeah. knew what, like, the, the stepsisters looked like, and, they're like, like, you would think they could just rule them out immediately when they were doing the whole search for the glass slippers as well. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, those faces were recognizable as, as not yeah. Cinderella. As, um, yeah. As <laughs> faces. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I feel like they that search could have been trimmed down quite a bit easier. But, of course, they eventually find Cinderella. Now, yes. I thought it was crazy... Well, not really crazy, but, uh, you know, the stepmother locks Cinderella in her room once she finds out that she was the mysterious dancing woman. Mm-hmm. And then what I think is crazy is how the mice got the key up the stairs so fast. Oh, yeah, that, that should have taken a long time, <laughs> like, to get it all up all those stairs. And, you know, they should have, like, invited a bird or something to help them bring it up. 
I mean, that would have made things a lot easier. I mean, they had the birds help him get Bruno, so like, I don't see why they couldn't have had the birds help him with the key. I mean, the birds would have been obvious. Well, but I once mean, they got them up, up the one set of stairs, like the lead rat, um, I have his name up there, Jack. Yeah. Right. Assumed is the leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, they maybe Jack could have like ran up, gone, "Hey, birds, come help!" <laughs> yeah, that that them getting that because that took him a long time. I feel like it took him a long time just to get it to that first set of stairs, and that like second set of stairs going up the tower should have like taken him forever to get up there. Because by the time they had already gotten to that first stairwell, Gus was already winded, so, like, I don't see how he made it all the way up that second, like, extremely massive tower. And then when Gus saw the second set of stairs, he fainted. Yeah, he passed (laughs) out from just the sight of the stairs. So, like, them actually making it up the stairs was kind of unbelievable. But it is a cartoon, so we can't just, like, oh, that's not how that should have happened. (laughs) Even though that's really how it should have happened. Yeah, Chase talking to animals, so I we can't really pull believability into this too much. <laughs> but yeah, I can agree that was a bit a bit crazy how they managed to pull that off. And then she just happened to show up at the exact perfect timing before the Duke left as well. One one of the interesting things about this film as well is like this besides like the little introduction piece. And like the wedding at the end, this whole film just takes place within a 24-hour period. Because you have Cinderella starting a day with the tours and stuff. And then they have the Prince Ball in that same evening. And then the next day, when they send them out to, to find for the lost slipper. Oh, damn, that's true. So like, all of this stuff happening is just all crammed into a day, pretty much. Well, like, one day's period. Interesting. Huh. That is interesting. Yeah. That's a lot of a lot of stuff happening. That's a lot to take in within one day cuz there are days yeah, they seem like they take forever. Yeah. But it's like a day like that would have flown by fast for me. It wouldn't feel like an hour and 20 or something minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you have to think. She did her she does her all her chores throughout the entire day. Then the fairy godmother sent her to the ball. She's at the ball until midnight, and then you would assume she she sleeps for a few hours, and then the next morning the duke shows up with the the slipper already. So, yeah, all that is just crammed into this like tiny little period. No, I want to think that maybe it took twenty five hours or twenty six, just <laughs> short, just too long of twenty four. <laughs> That's possible. I mean, we don't know exactly when the print when when she woke up. And when, when the Grand Duke shows up the next day, so yeah, because maybe she wakes up around the same time. <laughs> Anything else that you want to add about the story, or um, no, not really. All right, uh, let's move on to characters then. For characters, I have a seventy-eight as well. For characters, I have an eighty-two. Okay, so again. A little bit of it higher than me here. I'm doing good. I'm scoring higher than you for once. <laughs> Again, I think I had the same issue here with the, with the story as to why it's 
lower than what what it's at. Like everything they put for the characters and all that they have there is enjoyable. I just wish they would have expanded on some certain things a little bit more. Like giving us a little bit more of like the insights of Cinderella or even like a little bit of personality to the prince as well. Yeah, that's very fair about the prince not having much personality, but like what we saw with Snow White, we hardly saw that prince at all. That's at least true. this prince had more personality than him. Did he really though? I mean, a little bit more. <laughs> he was in, he was there for about the same amount of time as the prince in, in Snow White. He didn't even get a song. In, oh yeah, he did get a song, but it was a duet. Yeah, but still, I I there was a little bit more personality. Like you could see <laughs> at the beginning of the ball when he was meeting all these other women. He's his, just, his disinterest oh, is over with. Yes, and then suddenly <laughs> he sees Cinderella, and he is like love struck. His his very boring, mundane personality of not caring about anyone at the ball that his father drew for him. Like, we see yeah. him roll his eyes. That's more personality than what <laughs> the White Prince did for us. I mean, to be fair, they did not animate the, the Prince in Snow White very well, so it was kind of hard to see any of that details in him. That's fair. But that's a different story altogether. We're not going to go there. That's a different score. Come on. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, they did a great job with all like all of the other characters here. Like the mice were some of my favorite characters. Yeah. They're they're all hilarious, very cute and playful characters. Cinderella is like a great like down to earth like average teenager. Except she can talk to anim- to animals. But that's a different story as well. I do I like how, how bright like how bright and cheerful her her outlook is as well. Like she's even though she's stuck in a like a bad situation, you can still tell she tries to be positive and she's still happy and she Well, that was her mother's dying wish. So yeah, that gives her like that motivation to, you know, keep trying to be positive. Mm-hmm. Uh they put a lot of pers- like a very strong personality that was shown in Lucifer as well, the cat. <laughs> yeah, just an evil cat. <laughs> uh like most cats. Yeah. I mean, is it safe to say that Lucifer was just as like prevalent of a villain as the stepmother here? I would say so, yeah. Like I would say Lucifer was more of a villain than some of the past <laughs> villains we've seen. Yeah, I mean they really focused on like Lucifer's like evil characteristics of being a mean old cat, like him trying to take out the 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 mice all the time and even like his like this personality they were showing with him like when he was happy about Cinderella getting in trouble with with the stepmother mm-hmm. after the the Gus was found under the teacup and like he's just sitting there smiling and laughing and like then when she tell like when she tells Cinderella to give him the bath he he you can see the scoff in he's his like, face no <laughs> not the bath yeah. They did a really good job of of showing that in Lucifer as well, mm-hmm. and uh, poor Bruno having to put up with him all the time as well. No, Bruno finally got to get that cat though at the end <laughs> he, of the movie. He did get that cat. Uh, I did like as much as I hated Lucifer. I did kind of feel bad at that point for Lucifer. Oh, I did not at all. That cat <laughs> deserved it. No, the cat. See, the cat deserved falling into the fountain. 
at the point when like she was being transformed and the cat deserved getting chased off like with the broom and stuff like that but the cat did not deserve to fall out of the tower cats uh, land on their feet he has, <laughs> he has nine lives it's fine yeah but uh, poor bruno just like having to deal with lucifer all the time when lucifer set bruno up in the beginning and got got him sent outside uh they did a great job of getting a dislike to stepsisters as well. Yes. So, yeah, those stepsisters were meant to be like these beautiful, yet very dark hearted women. And then I thought it was a good uh, idea to make them ugly to match their personalities. Yeah. It, it really worked well. It was a great way of showcasing that as well. Like, that matches who this person is. And like seeing the Duke's disgust with them. <laughs> that was that was pretty hilarious. I wish they would have given us a little bit more with the fairy godmother as well. Yes. Like I absolutely love the fairy godmother. She she was a great character. If they would have given us a little bit more in to like her origins or like why is she exactly Cinderella's fairy godmother or where did fairy mm-hmm. godmother come from? Like, just kind of some of expansion there. I think it would have been a, a bit nicer. Well, when a godfather and a godmother love each other very much. No, Charlie. <laughs> We're not going. <laughs> Sit tight, kids. This is a long story. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I just feel like they did a great job showcasing all of the characters. And all the characters were felt. Where I just skipped my mind now. Present. I don't know why that's a simple word. <laughs> it shouldn't have skipped my mind like that. But yeah, all the characters were present in the film. I just wish it would have expanded upon it a little bit more. Yeah. Give us definitely given us a little bit more into their, their thoughts and insights. And we also we do have to talk about the stepmother as well. Mm. What a mean old lady she I is. I like her. No. She's a terrible, grouchy old lady. She's and... a big, meanie, poopy head. <laughs> that That's one way to put it. <laughs> but the, it's funny how, like, she, like, just having her act the way that she did with Cinderella gave you a full sense of who she actually was as well. Mm-hmm. It's like she was only present for, like, a short amount of time. But she still was able to showcase how nasty and terrible she actually is. Which is kind of interesting, like, when you think about it, is, like, how did Cinderella's father not see any of that when he married her? Yeah, well, how do any of us ever see when someone is truly evil when we, like, fall in love with them or something? I mean, that's fair. That's very true, and it does happen a lot. But I'm like, I feel like there should have been some kind, like, Depending on how long, definitely. Depending on how long, like they were actually together for, I feel like she should, like she would have slipped up at some point. Well, of course, you know, Cinderella and the prince didn't know each other for very long, and they got married. Yeah, that's true. So we don't know how long Cinderella's father and stepmother were actually together before her father passed away. But I don't know. I just feel like she would have slipped up at some point. And shown who she really was. Yeah. Or he just didn't care. But, like, that's not who they showed showcased him as. 
as well in the beginning because they showed him as like how much he cared for Cinderella mm-hmm. and how he made sure that she was very well taken care of and she had everything that she wanted and he like how much he loved her. So like you would think that like he would marry with her best interest in mind as well. Definitely. And then just like the way she would do things like she made Cinderella believe that she was going to be allowed to go to the ball. Yeah. But she made sure she added in the keyword if. Mm-hmm. Which the, her stepdaughters loved that part and they were snickering and laughing at it and found it. Yeah. And then, you know, if I was that stepmother just trying to use the daughter, I'd be like super nice to that daughter because like, hey, you actually have a shot with this prince. I know my daughters don't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she could have very well taken advantage of that situation as well and, like, played nice with Cinderella all of a sudden to make sure that she gets included in this marriage. But no, she just did her... Of course, they didn't know that this whole arranged marriage thing was going to happen, but... That's true. They still could have seen, like, oh, hey, she's from a wealthy family Mm -hmm. and she's beautiful. So (laughs) if she goes off and gets married to another wealthy family... Then hey, stepmother here, I took care of you. Also, one thing, one thing to point out: Cinderella is one of the first non-royal bloodline princesses. She was actually like married into royal family as well. Yeah, that is true. She wasn't actually born a princess. She was just a, a regular old girl, and then married. She was into born her. into a wealthy family, just not royal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then she becomes a princess through marriage, which, I mean, from what, well, I mean, Snow White was a princess. Snow White was actually a princess. Mm-hmm. But that was the only other princess that we've seen so far, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also others to come. She was the first one that was non so she was never really even princess. She just became a queen. No. Well, <laughs> I guess. Well, I don't know. He would still be a prince at that. Like when she, when they got married, he didn't become king yet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So she would marry him, become a princess, and then once he takes over, she becomes the queen. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. It's interesting because like she's not the first. She was the first that we've seen, but she's not the last as well. Like. Belle is not an actual princess as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have other females that, like, Milan is not a princess. No, Tiana is not a princess. Mm-hmm. So this was just the start of setting things up for future as well. Other than that, I mean, there's not really much to talk about for characters. No. Uh, let's move on over to, to visuals. What do you have for visuals? For visuals, I have an 81. I also have an 81 for visuals. Bing, 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 bing. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) But the visuals, there were definitely its flaws. But overall, it was very well done. Yeah, there was very strong visuals throughout the entire movie. Great animation, like very vibrant colors. As you said, the prince wasn't all that great. No. I mean, one of one of the the big issues was like the the exterior shots, 
mm-hmm. of like the castle and the town or like any like outside of a building they were just kind of quite dull but i mean it still worked in a sense it wasn't too like horrible as well yeah otherwise it was great animation a lot of a lot of very vibrant colors that made things stand out and like made things a lot more noticeable like one thing was the whole fairy godmother scene yes everything and that was wonderful. All the transformation visuals looked incredible when they were transform mm-hmm. transforming everything. Definitely very magical. Uh also another little bonus fun fact here. Walt Disney's favorite animation sequence of all time is when a fairy godmother trans transforming the pumpkin into a uh into a carriage. Carriage, yes. Couldn't think of the word. Yeah, I was gonna that, say cart. That was it, a fun scene. It was a fun scene. It was a lot of interesting things going on there. All the sparkles and all the just the glitter and glam and and seeing these animals turn into like, you know, instead of using the horse to be the horse for the carriage, she makes the mice the horses, and then yeah. the horse becomes the coachman. Like, mm-hmm. I get the reins now. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of uh, cool looking stuff there, and like even like. The character, like they gave them, they made they made them look nice as well. All the trend, like the horses, the horses that the mice turned into, all looked really well. The carriage driver looked nice as well, and you can tell the amount of detail they put into all this kind of stuff. And again, this is still a much older movie as well, so you have to like factor that into this at some point too. Like some of the stuff that they were doing here is pretty pretty cool for what was it, 1950 that this movie came out yeah there it was just a lot of like a major step up from some of the stuff we've seen from the 1940s yeah yeah i I did see a lot of similarities in lucifer and the cheshire cat which is like we'll be getting to that movie next house and yeah but i'm like i feel like they kind of both had like the same base model like yeah big maybe chunky. Uh, lucifer was inspiration well probably not with just our cat just because yeah. you know you know they were racing to see which one would finish <laughs> they were again going on at the same time but like uh just that big the chunky cat probably figure. went oh disney likes cats disney likes figaro <laughs> let's make a cat in here which apparently from what i was reading disney did not like cats really like, yeah from from what i read the inspiration he got from Lucifer here was one of the animate. I think it was one of the animators. He went over. He was over discussing the movie with him, and the cat kept bothering him and rubbing up on him and annoying him. And then that's where they drew the inspiration from Lucifer. It was like, "There's that darn cat!" And it like really, yeah. So apparently, you know, Disney loved Figaro when we were talking about Pinocchio. Yeah, it's it's yeah it's. That's he did. Figaro was one of his favorite characters, but apparently, he didn't like cats. And like one of the 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 person working on the movie, their cat kept bothering him, and that's where they drew the inspiration from Lucifer from. Huh. Okay. Okay. Which is also a little added bonus fun fact here as well. <laughs> yeah, the visuals were great. Um... Also, there was a hidden Mickey Mickey a hidden Mickey Mouse with the soap bubbles. Yeah. With the bubbles, which apparently they did do the they do this in multiple movies. So hide yes. Mickey Mouse within the movies. 
So while you're watching Disney movies, definitely be looking for the mouse head. Mm-hmm. And this time it was within the bubbles when when she was cleaning and singing her yeah. song. Yeah. Which that song? We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. But that, that was a beautiful part. scene for that song. It was. While she was nice. singing it. <laughs> yes, when she was singing it, not when, when the stepsisters were singing it. <laughs> yeah, the, the bubbles going on and all that other stuff. And it was just very flowy and pretty light. Yeah. One of one of the most noticeable issues that I did have with J Visuals was during the So This Is Love song when Cinderella is singing and her mouth isn't even moving with the song. Yeah, that, I don't know if they were supposed to be singing. Really? I I don't know. It was it was tough. Because like maybe it, it was, was weird. Maybe they were singing the song to each other through minds. Because because when it first happened, like her mouth wasn't moving, and I was like, "All right, is she supposed to be singing this, or is she not supposed to be singing this?" Because it, it was just kind of like some weird tranquilist quest type stuff going on there. And then he comes in and starts singing, and I'm like, "I guess they're having a duet here," but it was just like pretty bad animation there that was going on. Yeah. But then, right after the song is over, that their animations go like go right back to being smooth again. So it's like I don't know why they had so much issue with that one spot of the movie. Maybe it was just like they had the idea that it was just supposed to be background music. It's like no, they should be singing it, and then they just forgot to keep forgot to have their mouths move. It's possible. I don't know, but that was like honestly the the biggest issue I had with the visuals. Yeah, the rest of the visuals, they were great. They were fantastic. I do think they wish they would have put in a little bit more detail into the castle as well, though. Yeah. Like when they were showing the castle. By the other night. The castle from far away and then yeah. the stairs and inside. That's true. But for for something that came out in that time period, this was really incredible to see. It, was really, it looked really nice. One thing I did want to point out visually... Well, from what I noticed, her foot seems extremely small from from the scale that they showed, like the shoe. Because yeah. like the the Grand Duke had like her foot, her her not her foot, her shoe on like one finger, mm-hmm. and it was like barely taking up any space. She had those nice little petite feet. Mm-hmm. Like they really, I don't know if they meant to to have it looking that small or if like. Her feet are actually that small, but I'm like. Uh, and then when you saw the stepsisters' feet, <laughs> they had some clown feet going on. Yeah, that was like three times the size of her feet. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, a lot of solid visuals. There was a couple of things that held it back from like putting it like really up there. I feel like if they would have just like touched up on those outside scenes and the castle scenes and stuff like that. Honestly, this would be like in the high 80s. Yeah, definitely. Other than that, not much to... to, There wasn't like too many incredibly like standing out scenes that like were mind-blowing visuals. Yeah. But everything looked good overall, so... Everything was great. Let's move on to atmosphere. I have an 84 for my atmosphere. I also have an 84... Whoa, look at that. Two, two in a row. Two scores in one bing, 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 bing. This is pretty pretty insane here. 
again, very, very solid atmosphere here. So, like, this... Definitely. The voice acting, the music. Oh, it was yeah. all... Well, it was all well done. Definitely. I don't remember Cinderella actually having a theme. Like, that first theme, like, when the movie opened, there was that mm-hmm. song about Cinderella. I'm, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember um, it either. And then when I heard it, I was like, huh. I guess Cinderella has a theme song? I'm like, it's nice, though. It was a good song. It was a very I, lovely but, song. Uh, just as, like, as, you, as a dream, as a wish your heart makes is also a lovely song. Yes, that and was... of course, Sing Sweet Nightingale. Another yes. beautiful song. Well, when Cinderella was singing it, it was a beautiful <laughs> song. When Grisella uh, was singing it. Those voices no, were thank you. so terrible. Her voice and then the flute playing. <laughs> oh. You can see how much Figaro... Fig, well, see, now I got stuck on the other cat already. <laughs> <laughs> Lucifer. All that cat talk. You can see how much Lucifer was not enjoying that play, playing either and singing. Oh no! And, and then, of course, once he goes down to see Cinderella and makes a mess of the place while she's singing. Uh, how rude! Like she's just getting not... lost in the music. Like it looked like he was ready to enjoy the song, like Cinderella singing as well. Like for that split yeah. second there, I thought, like, "Oh look, Lucifer is going to be nice and listen to the Cinderella singing and enjoy it." Is Lucifer nope. going to turn into a good kitty? No. Nope. He's going to step in the dust and stomp it around like a brat. <laughs> yeah, a lot. It's almost like. It's a devil of a cat. <laughs> Name's Lucifer. <laughs> uh, the background music fit really well with all the animations as Definitely. well. Like all the the orchestrations, it, it worked so well with what was happening and like the the movements and the the action scenes and all kinds of stuff like that. And then, of course, there was always that uh, common melody of "A Dream Is a Wish Your Heart Makes." Yeah, which such a catchy song I, like me and you were both sitting here singing it the whole time while we were setting up to record mm-hmm. today and then it's... they did it again with the mice the mice had their own song yeah well cinderella cinderella which they well there was part of that song there's that I song see, and then it's that was weird. a two-second song but i don't know why it's such a prominent memory in my head like uh, the, the Cinderella, every time Cinderella. I was talking to people about, oh, I'm going to go and watch Cinderella for the podcast. The very first thing, Cinderella, Cinderella. Okay. Yeah. I get That's... it. You like that song. <laughs> no one but, goes the, your dream, a dream is a wish your heart makes. But I mean, for Cinderella, like Cinderella, Cinderella, it's such a, such an iconic thing that everyone thinks it's about. But it's like, upbeat. <laughs> it's a two second song that they had before they like split it up into a second part of that song. Mm-hmm. Like there was what like three lines to that to that song that he sang about Cinderella, Cinderella. Yeah, and then they and then which to oh we can do it we can make this dress. Yeah, there's really like, nothing to it. <laughs> I don't know why I have such a prominent memory of that song when it's not that huge of a song. <laughs> and then it jumps back to the mice singing "A Dream Is a Wish Your Heart Makes." Yes, which was just a common theme song throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But it's such a beautiful song. Like, it really is. Like, there's always those strong, beautiful songs in these mm-hmm. Disney movies. And Cinderella had such a great voice as well. Like her singing voice, and even like just her 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 talking voice. It's just like such a nice and calming tone to it as well. Mm-hmm. Then you have Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo as well, which is another 
Bob, another catchy okay. one that everyone just knows. <laughs> and they can just dance around with it. Yeah. One of one of the little like spots that stuck out to me as well was like the the king was yelling at the grand duke when he was in the knight's armor and he had that echo coming out of the armor. Mhm. I just feel like they really nailed that that the way that sounded there and it was such a cool like little like piece of production that they did there it was something noticeable to me it was it was definitely nice i did notice it also Mm -hmm. but again solid music solid voice acting everything no complaint uh, here voice actors for the uh stepmother yes is the same voice actress for maleficent yes i remember reading that which is pretty check that out because when i first watched i was like I've heard this voice from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely recognizable, and it's such a such an iconic voice as well. It's like, it she does such a great job with just her voice alone, mm-hmm. of like fitting it to the character. Where like fitting it like, to the mood of the character, like yeah, annoyed like, or just kind of cheeky. Mm-hmm. You can pick out the disdain in her voice and how horror of a person she is just from her voice and it's like she does a great job with that anything else that you want to add on the atmosphere before i move along not really just good voice acting good songs the coloration thrown in with the visuals helped with the atmosphere Mm -hmm. moving on to entertainment value what do you have uh for me i have an 87 okay you're a bit higher here now. This is where we have the big gaps here. I have an 82. I thoroughly here. enjoyed this movie. I did really enjoy this movie as well. There was nothing bad about this movie. It There's probably no... helped the score that I was afraid of going into this movie thinking, I'm just going to be bored. I'm not going to like it as <laughs> much. Cause, just because, you know, we liked Bambi. We liked Dumbo as kids. Yeah. And then as adults, we were like, oh, this really isn't good. once i started watching i was like i'm already loving this this is great yeah it was a very very entertaining movie the animals played a a large part in the entertaining factor of this movie as well the 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 mice were very hilarious and they they added a lot of comedic like parts it wasn't just bland the whole time and no nothing was confusing about the story everything was well put together Yes, everything worked well. They they really showcased everything that was happening as well, like between the characters and the and the audio and the storylines and all that stuff. Overall, there was just a lot to enjoy throughout the movie. It's between between the story that they were giving you and like the fun characters as well. I mean, just like for right off the bat, you had the mice coming out and just like cracking jokes at the beginning. Oh yeah, that that impression of Lucifer in the beginning, which was hilarious. And then like I like seeing Gus. Like I remember Gus just being this silly little kind of dumb mouse, mm-hmm. not really dumb, but just a little spacey. And then to see him like kind of feisty, like he he brought up his dukes. He's like. <laughs> I'm ready to he go. Was, Let's do this. Let's fight. He was ready to fight Lucifer. And at, at, or as, as 
they would call him Rusefi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then Lucifer was playing the shell game with Gus when he was under all the teacups, and he was trying to figure <laughs> out which which teacup he was under. I thought that was hilarious as well. Definitely some comedy, and then definitely, you know, the, like, sad moments. Not necessarily you were crying at all in this movie, but more of no. you felt bad for some of the characters, like when Cinderella had her dress completely torn to shreds. Yeah, that they did a great job of making you feel for Cinderella there. And they really did a good job of show, showing off, like, how terrible the stepsisters were there at that point as well there. Mm-hmm. I think my entertainment score might have been a little bit higher had they given a little bit more, like, backstory into things. Or maybe if they're, like, mechs and tanks, Cinderella's <laughs> going to war. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we knew all that. <laughs> But again, I don't think I had like too much to complain about this movie. I just, for me, I think this was more of a case of setting my bar like lower because I know like what we have coming up still as well. Yeah. There's definitely some big movies coming up. And it's like, this was still a very great movie. Oh, yes, definitely. That's one of the issues that I'm going to have, like, coming forward. is like, when we get into, like, the stuff that we really know and love is, like, trying to separate the nostalgic factor and, like, the like the special place that certain movies have for you, like, in your lifetime and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And trying to, to separate that a bit and not, like, overjudge things. And I, but I think and, well, entertainment value is subjective here. So, like, there's nothing, like, we can't go too high or too low here. Yeah, this is definitely all our own opinion for this score. But I'm like, if I set this at a lower baseline, it gives me more room to go for, for the stuff that I know that I really loved. And That's 82 true. is still a really high score. That's still a so, high score. Yeah. But I think this 87 is the highest score I've given. Uh, I would say so. I don't think you've ever even... Well, you might have hit an 80s in Fantasia for, for Atmosphere. But I don't, think, I don't know if I ever got into the 90s. Yeah, I know I for sure have not gotten to the 90s yet. And I, I know I came very close in Fantasia with certain things to hitting 90. Definitely. Again, I think we're going to see a lot more higher scores from here on out. Hopefully, it's going to continue with this trend. So with that being said, let's jump on into our overall scores for Cinderella. Uh, I have an 80.6 for my overall score. And I have an 82.8. That now makes Cinderella the highest ranking score for for me, for sure. Uh, That makes it for both of us, actually. So... We have a new number one on top of the castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this may be the first and last time that we both have the same number one. We'll see. I don't know about the last time, but <laughs> this is definitely uh, going to be one of those movies that's up there. Yeah, it's a g- great movie. I mean, everything about it was all done very well. Like, you have 
great visuals, you have great music, you have great characters, just a, a really solid movie. Like, they really made sure to put, like, all the pieces together in this movie. And it wasn't it wasn't just kind of a jumbled mess like some of the other stuff that we've seen so far. I mean, not not even including our package pieces that were just jumbled together. Like, if you look at Cinderella, uh, Cinder, this is Cinderella. If you look at Snow White and like Pinocchio, that was kind of those were jumbled not, up. And yeah, this one was a bit more linear. Yeah. You can definitely see it was a bit more fine-tuned. They're definitely figuring out what they're doing as they're going as well. Like it's it's a major jump from from where they came from to this, and it's exciting to see how they're going to continue to grow. You have anything you want to add about this movie? Or... I don't remember what I had already said within the recording and all that. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we do. This is uh, we are recording this again right now because we had some de- technical f- issues with our recording. Uh, we do apologize. We know the episode was out late, but like we just had some issues with our recording. That's why we're here later in the second week when this episode should have been out already. Recording again, but. We're doing our best. We're trying. We apologize for not having the episode out on time. But We're learning still. Yes. It is a learning progress. But we're doing we're doing the best we can. We hope you can forgive us. We're going to try not to have this happen again. And we'll stay on top of things. We're going to jump back into our old recording now. So this never happened. We're going to go right back behind the curtain again and close you out on the episode again. But <laughs> uh, I'm excited to, to continue on with the golden era of Disney movies here and see what yes. else we have. Cause like, Definitely some big improvement from this movie. Can't wait to see how, you know, the rival movie. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. The same company <laughs> rival movie, Alice in Wonderland. The competition, which apparently was either just made slower or just not as good a movie, according to them. Maybe. But, see, Alice in Wonderland is one of the few movies that I've watched recently, and I know I really enjoyed it. So I remember I, this being a good movie, so I'm ready to get to that. I'm really excited to actually like break this movie down and get into it, because this is one of the ones I've watched like within the past few years. And I, I, this is the one that I've actually watched like a lot. So like, I'm very excited to to jump into scoring on this one, and see if it's going to be able to overtake Cinderella or not. But yeah, that's next week. We have Alice in Wonderland, and that's going to do it here for Cinderella. Uh, we're sorry for dragging on a bit longer here. We were just. You know, so excited to finally get back into a, a, a normal movie. We we forgot how this all worked again. So <laughs> we were we were so used to having nothing to talk about, and now that we actually have stuff to talk about, we're, we just now kind we of won't shut up. up. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna try and 
calm it down a little bit next episode on Alice in Wonderland, or at least like pace it a bit better so it's not. I don't even know how long this is going on. I believe but this is going to hit over an hour for us. <laughs> it's it's possible because it, like we already had some recording issues before, and we had to break the recording up, and we were already at an hour at that first point. And so now I'm recording before nine o'clock. It's now ten ten for me. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna like be somewhere around an hour fifteen, an hour thirty for this. If, if like, and if it's not that long, then you guys walked out because we we feel like this went on a lot longer than than what it actually is. If it is, and I mean. Uh, hopefully you have listened to the end of this and you're hearing us talk about this. Yes. We're <laughs> sorry. We hope we didn't bore you to that. But, I mean, we're just got excited. We, we're happy to have something good to talk about again. And a lot of, like, actual discussion pieces now. It's like, we, we have it's stuff. It's refreshing for us. Yes. So, we hope you're enjoying us. We hope you're liking what you're hearing so far. Thank you for for supporting us and sticking with us we'll see you guys next week for alice in wonderland Uh, until next time may all your dreams come true bye